This podcast is proudly sponsored by Joro Protein, a Rhode Island plant-based protein supplement company designed for athletes and adventurers. They deliver 25 grams of protein, 5 grams of BCAAs, and 18 essential vitamins and minerals. It's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's allergen-free, no artificial flavors, no added sugar or stevia, and it has no additional gums, thickeners, or fillers. Right now, you can get 30% off on this podcast with the code JOROROADYSTRENGTH2022, and you can find them at JOROPROTEIN.COM. This podcast is brought to you by Phase CBD. That's P-H-A-Z-E. They are a local Rhode Island company who makes and manufactures a wide-ranging variety of CBD products that are formulated specifically for athletes. It doesn't matter if you're a crossfitter, a strongman, bodybuilder, or powerlifter. These products are for you. These products range from tinctures to seltzers to even roll-on applicants. By supporting this business, you're supporting a local Rhode Island business and you're supporting this podcast directly. Please check them out at phasesports.com. All right, what's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Road to Strength podcast. We are on Game Day RX episode four, fourth one. We're getting there. Uh, we're here in Invictus, Fenway location. Uh, me and Jeff are here hanging out with Burn. So uh, what's going on, guys? Going on. Pleasure to uh, be on the podcast. I'm super excited for the conversation. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, and thank you for the hospitality, letting us jump into class before oh, this, man. getting to know your community. Absolute blast. Amazing community and loved every second of it. Definitely. That, that class was good, and it smoked us. And I know uh, Chris, our producer, was even saying, like, wow, this guy's a really good coach. Like, the way you uh, brought us through the class. Like, you didn't even hear that off the air. Yeah. So, that's uh, it's saying something. Yeah, it was a great class. Thank you. I, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I think uh, I know for a fact everybody was on their best behavior, <laughs> right? We had been, it was almost like we have somebody coming coming over the home, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, everybody's on best behavior, right? <laughs> We have friends, they're doing a podcast on our gym, so be nice. Yeah. And everyone was great. They were so, uh, the class was great, the program mm. was great. And it, it, it really is. They see me every week, mm. so they know, I feel like we know each other now yeah, as yeah. a community. Mm. So it was a great class. So I appreciate the comment. Absolutely. Oh, of course. Yeah. So um, we're going to get into your background, get into your history a little bit. We usually like to start off with some rapid fire questions just to get things moving. So uh, Here for it. First one I start with is favorite coffee or favorite coffee shop in the area? I'm Massachusetts, so it's Dunkin' Donuts all day. All right. Let's go. Right. Perfect. Hey, in Rhode Island, we like Dunkin' Donuts too. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. yeah but, you know, I feel like there's a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner, so like I'm, I'm never going to yeah. Starbucks, so it's Boston. Nice. Dunkin', nice. Dunkin I like that. I like I that. Love it. What do you get? What's your go-to? Oh, just... Uh, I do hot coffee. It doesn't yeah. matter the season. I don't yeah. do iced coffee. Really? Yeah, okay. my coffee needs to be hot. Okay, right cool, cool. Black or you add anything? No, black. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah, cool, Black cool. coffee, just keep it moving. Hell nice. yeah. Good stuff. And then uh, favorite lift, movement, or exercise? Something you would see in a workout or in a competition? You're like, yes, I got this. I want, I'm going to smash it. Yeah, deadlifts, uh, cool. double-unders, and then maybe walk on some hands, go upside down a little bit. Okay. I really like that combination. Awesome. Okay. That's, so, that's a dangerous combination. It's a fun combination. I think it's a like, – deadlifts probably because it's primal. Mm. Uh, Double unders, I feel like there's a weird, beautiful skill to it. Yeah. yeah. And mm. then uh, walk on my hands because it makes me feel like a gymnast. The only time I feel like a gymnast. <laughs> all right. right. All right. Cool. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, and then next question, we got one book that's impacted your life. Maybe something you read recently that you really like or something from um, a long time ago. It might be your favorite book or something maybe you're looking forward to uh, reading or reading right now. Yeah. Uh, for us, our school projects, I feel like every year was To Kill a Mockingbird. So To Kill a Mockingbird cool. oh, yeah. is up there yeah. for me. Atticus, Atticus, right? Oh, and my then, gosh, um, yes. 
And then uh, the other, only other book, the, there's a lot of books out there, but for me it was the ACSM book of medicine because mm. that's how I got my start. So cool. I'll put those in my two favorite books. Okay, oh, awesome. cool. Hey, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of uh, Atticus Finch is my moral compass. Oh my God, right? <laughs> it's like I said. Quotes. That's so good with quotes. I'm so glad you got that reference. Atticus, Atticus. Oh yeah. No, Atticus Finch is man. But. And then uh, we got next question, which uh, a little more relevant, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd say, as we're on a podcast, but maybe favorite podcast, something uh, maybe that maybe could just be entertaining or something um, educational or something maybe inspiring. I'm a little biased towards Bill Simmons, I think, because Bill Simmons is local from Boston. Cool. And I think Bill does a great job of the interview. Mm. Um, so I like that. Cool. I like his podcast mm-hmm. a lot. And then uh, followed by, with just interviewing skills, uh, Dan Lebertard. Okay. Uh, nice. He has some really good, uh, he's a kind of a quirky ESPN character, not ESPN anymore, but when he's interviewing, when it's interviewer and interviewee, I think he does great. Awesome. Good right. stuff. And then uh, last question, and if you hate Instagram, that's fine. That's a, that's a valid answer, but favorite Instagram accounts, and kind of same idea, like maybe something that's humorous, inspiring, or something that uh, maybe educational, something you just like when you see it pop up on the feed. No, I don't hate Instagram. I think, it's, <laughs> I, I think social media is cool. funny if done the right way. <laughs> I will say this, and I mean this, maybe I'm being a homer. Um, Invictus Boston, the account itself is yeah. killing it right now. Let's go. Let's go. Shout out to Jay Bones. You know where you're at. Um, <laughs> and then... I like mine because it makes me laugh, but I only like, I don't post stuff too serious. I just post mm. stuff that makes me laugh. Right on. Awesome. So. That's awesome. So kind of jumping into your background though, a little bit, you know, just for everybody listening, how'd you get into CrossFit? How'd you find CrossFit? Uh, uh, name drop coming because it's all true. Uh, some people know this, some people don't. Um, I started working at a global gym called Boston Sports Club. Okay. My coworker yeah. was Ben Bergeron. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My no coworker shit. was Ben Bergeron and Ben Bergeron happened to be the best trainer at BSC and he was transitioning out. Wow. And I remember thinking to myself, if this gentleman, if this person is the smartest guy at this space and he's moving on to another space, why is he moving on? And I was lucky enough to talk to him and he basically pulled me into CrossFit. Mm. Right on. Yeah. I wow. mean, if there's somebody to pull you into CrossFit, that's a pretty, pretty awesome situation. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, to me, it's fascinating, right? I'm looking at life through my own eyes. Mm. Um, he caught me at a time where I would say I was much more eager, or that's code for me being arrogant. Um, <laughs> he, I did a trial class at his gym at CrossFit New England. Uh, and probably your listeners know or anyone's ever visited Boston. His gym is actually in the burbs of Boston. Mm. It's a native uh, mm-hmm. And I did the drop-in, and I liked it a lot. And then the next day I went back, and he was like, oh, we're looking for some competitors to do a CrossFit competition. And because I'm really smart, I go, what's a CrossFit competition? He goes, it's a test of the fittest people. And I looked at him with a straight face, and I go, I'm fit, I'm there. (laughs) I did a CrossFit competition 10 days into doing CrossFit. (laughs) I got crushed. And then it humbled me, as it should have. Mm-hmm. In a good way, I said, there's something here. There's something not only in the... I fell in love with the sport first, truthfully, but then I, I, I was like, there's something more to the methodology that makes more mm-hmm. sense. Sure. So that was my start. Okay, cool. that's, that's a pretty awesome start. Now, how, did, how about did you go with getting in, connected with Invictus? Yeah, because of that start, uh, you almost don't know better. I was surrounded by greats in the CrossFit space. Sure. So I got Ben Bergeron there, and I've got Camille was there at the time, Dave Lipson was there at the time. Uh, 
uh, why am I blanking on his name? And he's gonna be mad at me. Uh, Hobart, James Hobart was there. Mm -hmm. And they, they, you're, you're hanging out with them and you're working out with them and you're meeting people. Mm. And when I knew I wanted to make transition from being a personal trainer at a global gym to a CrossFit space, my mindset, and this is now not being arrogant, this is being, I guess you would say confident and I think intuitive. Mm. I didn't want to start at a gym that was small. So Reebok was right next door. Sure. So I got hired by Reebok itself, which okay. at the time was big in the CrossFit. Yeah. And I will land the plane, I promise. <laughs> no, you're good. So Reebok had a gym next door to Natick and Kenton, and they hired me because of my recommendations from Ben. Wow. Cool. Reebok hired me, and there was a gym opening up in the back bay that no one knew about, and they sent me there. And Reebok back bay turned into Invictus Boston. Okay. So oh, I've, been, yeah. I've seen the transition. Wow, gotcha. that, that must be you know quite the journey going from Reebok Back Bay, you know, with their storied past of going to the games and mm -hmm. so on and so forth, being involved in that, to here you are today, being in one of the most storied brands in CrossFit. Yeah, and I mean that when I say I didn't even know any better, right? Mm. Like you're when you're in the moment. Um, actually, Kelsey said this, and it's a Steve Jobs quote: "You can never connect the dots looking forward." I like that a lot. So when I look back at it, I can connect the dots. But when I was in it, I was just like. Okay, do the work, yeah. right? Do the work and do it the right way because the people ahead of me did it the right way. Sure. You know, when I talk about Ben Bergeron doing it the right way, James Hobart doing it the right way, and I was lucky enough to link up with Josh Posker and Justin Wright who do mm. it the right way, and that's all I knew. So when we did it the right way, CrossFit Union was successful, Reebok Back Bay was successful, so when we made the change to Invictus, in my head I go, this must be the change for the better because all I know is Every time I hang out with this select crew of people, we do it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, now, how did that transition into now your competition, the Invictus Boston Invitational? Yes, um, the Invictus Boston Invitational was, I don't, yeah, I don't I've told this story out loud. I've said it once maybe, but I had an idea in 2018 that diversity in the sport was lacking. I kind of knew that. Mm. And in 2018, um, I had an idea where I'm going to bring diversity into CrossFit. And I actually brought it to some people that no longer work with us. And it wasn't met with the right response. Mm. Sure. Or it, wasn't, it was met with a tepid response. Okay. Yeah. Leave it at that. And then in 2020, the world ended, basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in 2020... Um, we were told to stay at home. And I, no matter where you are, 2020, around spring, everybody had to, was on lockdown. I'm on lockdown. Greg Glassman had said what he said. And if anybody wants to, they can Google it. Greg Glassman said something basically racist. Yeah, right, right. right. Wildly inappropriate. Wildly inappropriate. Mm. And I was sitting at home, and Josh called me, and he goes, hey, uh, you know, are you sitting down? And, you know, like, Josh is the owner of Invictus Boston. I'm like, I'm sitting down. What's up? And he goes, uh, you know, I hope you're okay because Greg Glassman said something racist. And me being me and people listening that know me well, I laughed. I was like, all right. Like, yeah. no, and I wasn't trying to be a jerk about it. I go, a rich white male older saying something racist isn't uncommon. Sure. As a matter of fact, yeah. unfortunately, it's not all the time, but it's like another Tuesday to me. Mm -hmm. And so he had, Josh read my response or saw my response and I realized I think both of us realized we never had the conversation I've been working there for 10 years and we never had the conversation because we never had to like I think it was just like we, we both had the same North Star yeah 
So he said to me that something that resonated, he goes, Burn, I know you're fine, but the community, the CrossFit community might not be, and you have a bigger voice than you think you do. Yeah. So try something out. Uh, I hung up the phone. I told him, well, I told him to call me back an hour, then I hung up. Um, and I wrote down the, Invic- the Invictus Boss Invitational from soup to nuts in an hour. All the walls, wow. everything in a, in a notebook. And it pretty much, yeah, nothing changed. And I wrote, and it's not, this is not bragging. I just, I had the idea two years ago. Yeah. So when it was, you know, when it was time, mm-hmm. I wrote it all out and I was ready. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It was awesome. And it's the cool part is, so you write down a competition, you have this idea, and how do you present a competition in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah. So Instagram, so you asked me if I had Instagram. We put it, we, I'm so lucky, and I'll probably say this a lot. I do work for a big gym, and there's a team of us. So I said, let's put this out in the universe, and let's run, hold an in-person competition in July. So we put it together in 33 days. It's the pandemic, so we're going to, the caveat is it has to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. We did it in a parking lot. And the other caveat was come at your own risk. I put it on Instagram because I'm the most impatient person ever. I had no response in an hour, and I put my phone down, and when I picked it back up, I had 120 responses. Wow. Nice. I then land the plane, long story short, we ended up with 20 competitors and 172 spectators in a parking lot in Uber, July 25th, 2020. So that was where the Invictus Boston Invitational was born. Nice. I would say it's a pretty incredible story. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. It, it, uh, Jeff, Matt, it's unbelievable. I, I, it's unbelievable to me because um, a, it's still going. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. B, there, there, there wasn't a, an end game. So there's some positives and negatives. <laughs> I had no end game, so I, I was gonna run it one time and then wash my hands of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there's no end game, what's fun is finding out like, oh, we can do this this year, we can do that this year, and now momentum is, it's taking on a life of its own in a good way. Hey, you know, obviously we're here today, and it's mm-hmm. just kind of pointing out all of the years of hard work and effort that you put into this, I and mean, you really have built something incredible. I mean, throughout the New England area, everybody is rallying around this comp. This is becoming the summer comp of New England, and. I mean, I, I can't even begin to emphasize like how exciting that is. Yes, it, yeah. it, it is. I appreciate you saying that. It's exciting for me too. But, you know, I always say this, and I mean this: the, the the emphasis of the comp, the core essence, is to show diversity in CrossFit inclusion. Mm. Because CrossFit did turn into the CrossFit got cool because it's an underground sport, right? Yeah. So if you didn't know about it, you weren't allowed in the club, right? Which at first is cool, but it's not cool to not let, not let people in the club. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So now you're looking at the, the situation, and I will use Greg Glassman. You're looking at, like, there's people that felt like they were outside of the club. I know it because I felt it. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was lucky enough. I had the names in front of me, right? If I go to a CrossFit competition, Ben Bergeron's to my, my left, CJ Martin's to my right, and Toll is next to me, people are like, it's a free pass because they know those names. Mm. Not everybody gets that. Yep. So... Fast forward, where Oz, the person running the comps or running CrossFit, is like secretly like, yeah, I, w- I didn't want 
the non-cool kids in the club. And by the non-cool kids, non-white, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a real mm-hmm. problem. So I say that the, the point, the emphasis of my comp is to sh- make sure that everybody's included. And mm-hmm. I mean everybody. Um, I want all races. I, want, I don't care who, what your religion is. I don't care where you're from. I don't care who you, what your, what your sexual orientation is. Mm-hmm. I want everybody, when they show up, to be treated well. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, I there, like there is no better way to put that. And even to the point where, you know, I've obviously seen your emails, you're, you're really going, you're really going in on this with the team side of it, right? Aren't you running, you know, kind of a special way of doing that? We're doing team. I, I, the competition got big fast and the team is out of actually necessity. So we're doing, and I'll, I'll go to it right now. The competition is going June 18th of 2022. From 10 to 1, Saturday, June 18th. And then there's a, that's a team individual is Saturday, a Sunday, June 19th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I'm doing team because I have too many athletes. Sure. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. So I, I keep, yeah, it's a podcast, might as well talk about it. Yeah. Uh, my thought process with the Invictus Boss Invitational is diversity first. I need mm-hmm. everybody included, okay? And if I get that down, I'm good. Thumbs up. That's why mm-hmm. I call it invitational. Because truth <laughs> is, I'm going to invite people that feel like they want, they, they understand the game. Meaning mm-hmm. everybody should be included. Second, I don't want to run a comp with more than 60 athletes on a day and more than three wads. Yep. Like from a programming perspective, I can, test, I can find out who's fittest in three, in three wads. Mm. Also from a programming perspective and out of respect for the athletes, and this is no knock to any other comp, the competitions now for money are event, day events with four, five, yeah. six wads a day, yeah. 10 on a weekend. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have it in my mind to beat up an athlete. For me, for what I do, that would be unfair to the athlete. Absolutely. I like that, yeah. So I, I, my thought process is, and again, it's happy accidents, because I didn't know where it was going to go. My thought process is to keep this a competition that has three wads, but you still get paid. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes total sense. And not to mention, you know, people don't even take into account more often than not with comps. You know, you're already going in there with a raised heart rate. Mm-hmm. So these workouts actually impact you so much more in general without even realizing it. Anybody that looks at a comp and says, oh, man, that's only three workouts. They don't really know what they're getting into. Yeah. Quite brutal. frankly. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, I can get you know, people laugh. I can get long winded. So Matt, Jeff, stop me at any time. Here's the other aspect about a CrossFit competition. Okay? If we're trying to be taken seriously as a sport as we are, right? Mm. If you think about it, and this is brought up to me by my best friend who I took to a CrossFit competition. A sporting event should be three hours. I have, I'm running an event, and I'm running mm. an event for the athletes, but I'm also running an event for the spectators. So my best friend who has three kids, a wife, a job on the weekend, he needs to be able to show up to the space, know it's going to go from 10 to 1, and leave because mm-hmm. yeah. he's got things mm-hmm. to do. Like, I don't know, and I don't know if your listeners, have you ever taken a person that's not into CrossFit into CrossFit competition? <laughs> After like five hours, they're like, okay, that person with abs had their chest touch the bar and that person with abs had their toes touch the bar. I get the point, mm. but I got to go. Yeah. yeah. So in my head of the, now we're getting deep, but my head is this CrossFit concert. So I've got the concert, I've got the athletes are in the middle and we're there for the athletes. Mm-hmm. So three wads, an hour a wad. Now the spectators are there to cheer them on and have a good time. 
Yeah. And the games does this a great job of this. Wadapalooza does a great job of this. They watch the event and then they go to Vendor Village and they buy some swag. They buy some shirts. They get themselves a coffee or a water. They take some pictures. They hang out. Like that was that. And this is me dating myself. Maybe that's that's the, how my first comp was. Yeah. So now that there's money involved, I get more wads. Yep. But you can still have money and still not have as many wads. Totally. I totally agree I like with that. that. And, and not to mention, and that's a great point, um, for anybody that goes to comps as a spectator, support the vendors. Uh, that's a great way for the sport to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, having been to some semifinal events, you know, if, if we're not supporting the vendors, it's hard for the comps to grow. So anybody True. listening, if you go to a comp, support the vendors. That's Ooh. great. I love yeah. that. I, I think they, that's, there's, a, there's such an open – what, what is cool, what's happened is there's a, a – it's a sport. It's also a business. Yep. So when you look at it from, for at least for me, and if I, I stand by one of your questions, I'm sorry. I'm looking at it from all these angles. Sure. I've got this growing amoeba. I got this thing. Yep. Okay. And okay, I know what the athletes feel like. I know what the spectators feel like. I know what the coaches feel like. How, How can, can I make this the best thing for the best experience possible? And when I concentrate keeping the main thing, the main thing, when I concentrate on making it the best experience possible, that's how it's grown to season three. Absolutely. Mm. So, oh, and by the way, I love that. So, I'm, I, I'm curious mm-hmm. with the, the names of the workouts and everything else. You really keep it kind of like a, a TV show almost. I'm, I'm kind of curious what the idea is behind that because you know when you reference the the wire mm-hmm. and the qualifiers, mm-hmm. where, where does all that come from? Um, a little bit of just uh, probably watching too much pop culture and a little bit of like <laughs> a, li- a little bit uh, watch a lot of pop culture, a lot of watching TV. Also, a little bit of like. I've got to differentiate this thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and and now it is getting more eyes. How do I make it different? Okay. Everybody says, okay, workout one. Everybody says it's year three of their comp. No, let's make this a little different. Sure. I got I've got these athletes who I feel like are stars. Mm-hmm. I call them star athletes. They are stars. Yeah. They're they're giving up their day. They're trusting me because because of the pandemic. Seventy percent of these. The athletes, I don't meet until day of. I don't meet them yeah. in real life. Okay, so now we got these stars. Now we have these events, if you will, and it's on my third year. It's our third year, I should say. I shouldn't say mine. Mm-hmm. Our third year. So I could run down and say, okay, eight. and I don't want to sound pretentious. Year three of this blah, 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 with wad, blah. I'm like, how do I spice it up first for me? Because mm-hmm. I've got to stay fresh. Because yeah. I'm gonna, I know me. If if I'm, if it doesn't wake me up and it, it it doesn't fire me up, I'm gonna get stagnant. Sure. So I got I got to figure out different ways. Totally. So that's. I hope that answered the question. No, that that's awesome. I, I think that's a great uh, point where we can kind of segue. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. If you guys are open to it, we can take a quick break. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Quick break. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, we are back from break, and uh, we just wanted to ask a couple more questions regarding that as far as um, uh, as going into the, the whole purpose of the event was born from diversity. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, Jeff, you had a question uh, related yeah. to that as well. So, so because obviously, you know, I get the emails and whatnot, so I was kind of curious. I, I noticed that you're doing some work with uh, James Townsend's gym, TBO, and whatnot. What does all that apply to this? How did that come together? Everybody's big question to me lately has been like how do we bring diversity into crossfit spaces Mm. or crossfit competitions and my answer is simple ask 
So I'm running with the team aspect. I've never charged before. I usually don't charge the athletes. I'm charging for teams because we, we just have the demand. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm offering a free space, and I'm, I'm going to say this out loud, and I want it to be clear. I'm offering three free spots. A free spot to the Outward Foundation, a free spot to TBO, uh, the Brave One Camp with uh, James Townsend, and a free spot to the Phoenix. Uh, they're a recovery That's camp. Because mm -hmm. I think they just got highlighted with Matt Frazier. Because everybody says they want their thing to be inclusive, but nobody put, I, I got I, I was told to temper myself. <laughs> if, you're going to be, if you're going to include people, you have, you have to extend the olive branch. Sure. Okay? If I want a certain section of people, I want James Townsend and his crew there. Mm. I'm going to extend an olive branch. I'm gonna say I'm running competition and I'm charging, but you, I don't. I'm not charging because that's how bad I want you at my competition. Mm -hmm. uh, Hunter, I believe his name, the Hunter, uh, and I forget. Don't want to butcher his last name. He got a wild card three years ago. Oh, Hunter McIntyre. Hunter yep. McIntyre, and he deserved it. Yep. Cool, and he rocked. Mm -hmm. Now, CrossFit clearly has a diversity problem, and I'm looking at the situation and I'm like. Um, I'm going to use I, I think this name you brought up to me off air. I'm just going to use Melanza Hayes. Okay, he was he finished third in our comp last year. He finished first in our qualifier this year, and he is he is a heavy favorite to do well. I don't want to put any pressure on him. If they gave Melanza a, a wild card to the CrossFit Games, he's not going to embarrass himself. Yeah, by any stretch of the imagination. He's an incredible athlete. He's an incredible athlete. So you have a, a problem not, forget America. You have a clear problem in your sport, on your lawn, and you have the ability to give out wild cards. Annika deserves a wild card. Yeah. Give Annika a wild card. Give Milanza, I'm using him, just give him a wild card and see what happens. Yeah. Mm. That's how you create it. And that was a long-winded way of me saying, if I say I want my, my comp to be inclusive, I have to put an effort. Mm. Completely I have to reach out to James and say, hey, because I've never met James in real life. I reached out to him, and you know what he did? He reached out to me back. Most of the people in the competition, it wasn't rocket scientists. It was me with the iPhone 12. I upgraded to iPhone 13. I <laughs> nice. DM'd people yep. on Instagram, and I would say, hey, would you like to be a part of this comp? Some people said no for whatever reasons. Some people said yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's a really cool story. And I mean, that is a huge part of CrossFit that needs to be you know, focused on now. And... and it seems like CrossFit HQ has really taken the steps to make that happen, but mm -hmm. you know, us at the grassroots level, there's always more that we can do, and that's incredibly important. And and I, you know, I get asked this question a lot, and I want to make sure people understand. People are always like, "So your base is diversity?" Yes, yes, and I'm talking about all levels: behind the camera, in front of the camera, mm -hmm. the judges, the scorers, the athletes. Now that being said, the goal of, I do have a North Star now. The goal of the comp is to make it so big it can't be ignored. So I don't really have to talk about diversity anymore. What I do is, what I do is I throw up a competition, I get everyone involved, I have 60 athletes, 32 and non-white, and people look at me and they go, your comp is diverse. And I'm just like, my comp is my comp. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I love it. I love Let the it. actions speak for themselves. Let yeah, the actions you know? speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Hey, action talks, bullshit yeah. walks. Yeah. Action talks, you know, and, 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 and again, please cut me off. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> I will say, this is what I say to all the athletes this year, especially, I've said it. Um, I don't make any promises to athletes. Mm. The only promise I have is that I will give them the platform to showcase their hard work. 
That's amazing. Cool. And so, that's as it should be. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of jumping into the, the IBI, as I'll call it, just to keep it short of form. Um, now that you're in season three, as mm-hmm. we'll call it now. I like that. What, what's your biggest takeaway over the last couple of years of running it? I mean, obviously 2020, that was, you know, a very unique situation. But even last year to this year, there, I imagine there's got to be quite a few new ideas, some new growth. What, what has kind of been the biggest takeaways for you? Takeaway, the process has actually been really fun. Okay. The process has been fun. The pro- my takeaway is that I wish it. I, when I started CrossFit, when I would go to competitions, I would look at people as competitors. I, they were my competition. Mm. So I'm not talking to you because you're my mm-hmm. competition. <laughs> and now I feel uh, with this, my role has changed to more nurture the sport. Um, so I feel like I'm, 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 I'm giving back to the sport. The, the biggest thing I've seen in these last three years is I'm giving back to the sport that is literally given to me. And when I say the sport, CrossFit, I, CrossFit pays my bills. I'm a CrossFit coach full-time, mm-hmm. trainer full-time. Like, and I'm giving back to that CrossFit Absolutely. space. Yeah. Absolutely. Love That's it. awesome. So, and obviously we're kind of blue-skying this, no, but what, what would you say your long-term aspiration of the IBI is? Oh, that's easy. So it's, a, it's something on the calendar everybody goes to. It's like, not, it's not, like, um, even like people that just start CrossFit can say Wadapalooza and everybody knows what they're talking about. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. IBI. IBI, yeah. Mm-hmm. IBI and yeah, IBI, that's a cool acronym that people have been saying a lot. Um, I always capitalize Invictus Boss Invitational because I got, you know, I got some weird yeah. ideas in my head. No, but totally. I love it. I, I love it all. It's been great. That's amazing. Season so, three. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even, even kind of digging a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. what has been your process for programming? Because programming for comps is, you know, obviously it's incredibly challenging, but also keeping it to just three WAs or three events or three episodes. Um, what, you know, has that process looked like for you? How, how long do you spend you know coming up with each workout how how many times do you have to take it back and push it forward and you know really to get to that final like that final finished product i actually look at what visually is pleasing first okay for the like the spectators um i heard dave castro say this and i i liked it he said he had a vision of lunging towards the finish line so I think his last, the last three games, there was a lunge at the end of the, and then they said all people started copying in the lunge to the finish line. I, I, I think to myself, what is visually pleasing? Then I think to myself, um, I'm actually conservative when it comes to programming. Like I don't, these athletes are so good. I'm not gonna have them do anything wild. Mm, yep. um, you won't ever see a movement you haven't seen before. That's my sure. point. That's what I mean sure. by conservative. Sure. So then I just think about like, okay, what's challenging? I'll use a perfect example. Most, your average athlete, 12, cho- uh, 12 chest bar pull-ups, they can do, but after rounds, they'll start to fade. So if that's the average athlete, maybe I'll add three, so it makes it 15. Well, somebody smoked the water, smoked it with 15, maybe I'll make it 18. Somebody still smoked it with 18, so I made it 24. Sure. So now mm-hmm. I'm testing like, I found that 20 is the line of demarcation for chest bar pull-ups. So 24, if you're a higher level, I'll use, I'll drop names. Amy Morton's not letting go of the bar at 24, where <laughs> Burn Prince is letting go at 20, right? <laughs> so so how, how many times do you test the workouts before you finalize them? Or, or how many athletes do you get to test them here? Oh, man, you know, um, 
for me, my coworkers are the best. I, I, I do. We have a staff of 10 at Invictus Boston, and we are each other's guinea pigs. Because they test workouts on me. Okay. And we test them. We probably test, we probably test each workout three times. Wow. Easily. Because okay. I'm at the gym, yeah. and yeah. they're coaches, and it's not... It's not this complicated process. Really, it's I turn to Justin, I turn to Kiefer, I turn to Tia, and I go, "Hey, you want to test this workout?" And they go, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, gotta love it. And, then, and then, but it also, it, it, uh, I've never put out a workout I haven't tested myself. Sure. Because I want to know what the athlete feels. But then, because we have so many, we have so many coaches, and we have so many athletes, and they are giving of their time, I get to test. I get to see how every, different athletes feel about certain ones. Sure. So I mean, we fine tune it by the time it's done. That's awesome. I mean, you know, because obviously, especially on the local level, you end up going to a lot of comps where they're they're scrambling days before trying to finalize things, figure things out, mm. and this is just so well prepared, so well implemented. I mean, it clearly shows in the way that you work with your team and the way that you really think through everything. And I just that's why I wanted to dive into that real quick to get a better understanding. Yeah. I think CrossFit also is graduated. Right? We're we're but the higher CrossFit, it's 2022 right now. So when did CrossFit get really popular? I want to say... 2019, 2020? Oh, I think it's more... I'll, I started oh well, I would say I would say that it definitely was starting to peak, but then once it faded off in the open in like 2018... Good point. Um, and then with the pandemic hitting in 2019, it kind of killed the sport That's for a little true. bit. Not, not that it killed the sport, because obviously there were the people like us yeah. that love this, and we kept showing up. But now we're starting to see that upward trajectory again, and it's really cool to see. I, my apologies. I cut you off, Jeff. Yeah. My point, I, I think for me, there's now over 12 years of data. Yeah. See what I mean? So it, make, it helps. I only speak for what we're doing. It helps me, us, fine-tune things. Yeah. Oh, and, and to that point, I mean, like, just kind of referencing the open real quick. Yeah. You look at the open workouts from 2012 through 2016, totally different than what we see today. I mean, mm -hmm. the sport has definitely evolved. The, mm -hmm. the athletes, so the yeah. class everyone took today, there's 18 people. Yeah. Six people were doing bar muscle-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Like, the athlete, I, I am actually shocked when I meet people, the level of athleticism. Uh, Justin and I have this running joke. He goes, I went to a CrossFit competition and people were good at CrossFit and I keep going, everyone's good at CrossFit. <laughs> you know, like, it, to have a 300 pound clean yeah. is a norm for yeah. males and a 200 pound clean is a norm for females. That's wild. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy what the sport has become in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, looking at the progress over the last couple of years, has your vision stayed on track and what challenges have you found to keeping it on track? My vision is stay, stayed on track. I, I, I'm lucky enough where people keep me on the North Star. Uh, what keeps me off track? Um, there's things that keep, yeah. There's, I'm confident in what I'm doing. I ha, there's always, uh, getting sponsors is the hard part. I sure. can, that's, that's truthfully, I want to make the prize purse as big as possible. And I, I've got some good sponsors. I just want to get more. Um, mm. that's, the, that's yeah that's it because CrossFit takes care of itself getting sponsors is the hard part that's why I'm doing podcasts like this oh that's yeah. that's awesome I've been meeting people and this is great so yeah. actually that kind of dives into mm -hmm. what the biggest challenge has been what about getting sponsors is a challenge you both of you two are good at your job so <laughs> when I started the first year of the IBI was just 30 days on a whim there was no prize pack Time, there was nothing. Now, we all know 
to have a depending on what you want to do for your competition to get for the goals that I want. You can't just give away a bag of protein powder for the podium. Okay? Unfortunately, those days are gone. Those days are gone. <laughs> so I knew that I had to generate revenue, and I created an LLC with 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 some with when I say help, I I keep saying a team behind me because there's people that talk to me and help me with things. I created an LLC called Freedom Family Future LLC. That's what you see on my Instagram. You probably cool. see that all over the place. And it is a it is an event planning company, so I can run one event. I can run the Invictus Spa Invitational. Because the first time I went to a company, I leave the company unnamed. They love my vision. And then they say, we want to give you money. And then they go, then, I, then when they say they want to give me money, I go, how much do you want to give me? And they looked at me and they go, you don't have, they, look, they go, what do you mean how much? You don't have a presentation, you don't have a package, you don't have any paperwork? And I was like, no, I thought you just handed me money. And, and they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah. They, yeah. they realized that I needed more structure. Yeah. So they actually helped me. So, That's awesome. Um, long way of saying, we, are, we have a structure, we have a sponsorship deck, and we are reaching out to sponsors, and they are giving us money for the prize purse. I, I like to think, I was told that we gave a good amount of money last year. We're gonna, we already are going to give away 5K in Bitcoin this year, plus some cool. other sponsors are going to kick in. There's more to come. I, I am so sorry. I got, I went no, all no. around the track no, of that no. question. Yeah. But my point is, my main goal of this comp, I've gotten so much support. My main thing is to find sponsorship dollars to make heads turn when I give away checks at the comp. Heck yeah, I like that. I, I love it. We can talk, I mean, we're talking numbers. The semifinal, semifinals now is 5,000 for first place. Okay. Right? Um, 1,000, I think, for third. I think the, CrossFit, CrossFit athletes, coaches are all underpaid. Oh yeah, and and, and I want to I want to create revenue for the athletes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that that is the biggest thing. It's the athletes. It's you know, it, and we'll get into this, mm -hmm. but even with checking in with the athletes, like what we're going to talk about, you know, most of them are still working a full time. Working. Job. Yes. And so they're just finding ways to get in the gym, and then they're still able to compete at the highest level. It's wild to see this. Talk about no excuse is valid. <laughs> no excuse is valid. And then I, I want them when they, I, the second year we gave, we gave money away and for the podium. And that was dope. And that's mm -hmm. why we have, I feel like we have 85% retention rate right now from the athletes from last year. Sweet. Wow. That's great. Because they know, I'm not going to overpromise. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell them this is what the purse is. If you're on the podium and... If you're not on the podium, you, you showed up to work out. Hey. Yeah. yeah. And you had a great experience. You had a great experience. Right. Part um, of the show. Yeah. Part so, of the show. <laughs> I guess now looking at the media side yeah. of competition, because there's so much that goes into it, mm -hmm. you know, just living on Instagram, DMing everybody like mm -hmm. you were talking about, what have been the challenges of the media side of competition? Live stream is the hardest. We've been lucky enough to live stream it two years in a row. Um, I, I think, like anything, I'm, everything can be tighter. I don't want to just say the media. Every, I, I can be tighter. I need to run. I, didn't, I need to be tighter with my emails. I need to be tighter with the media. I need to be tighter. P people have come up to me and offered me things. Like, we have a social media team now. We didn't have that the first wow. year. The first year was just me running on Instagram. If you look closely at the Instagram, you could tell when I stopped running. <laughs> right? Um, the Instagram, we have a social media team. Now we're looking into uh, a live stream team because I want to live stream it for a third year and I want to have announcers. Um, 
I want to make everything tighter. So that's love a way of saying make everything tighter. Yeah, I know. I love it. Mm. And uh, I guess real quick, break? Yeah. All right, we are back from break, and we're going to be talking about some of the athletes, the IBIs, uh, Invictus, Boston Invitational's top athletes. Yeah, so, so take it away, Jeff. Um, going through the list based on the qualifiers, so on and so forth, these are the top five projected finishers uh, of female, starting with, in no particular order, Lilani Hartley. I just want to make sure I don't butcher yeah, the name. Did, yeah, she's great. Um, Danny or Danielle Oliveri uh, mm-hmm. out of New Hampshire. Had a chance to catch up with her. Phenomenal athlete. Amy Morton out of Rhode Island. Aurora Vallant, who's here in Boston. And Jess Donahue, who's also here in Boston. Those are the top five females. And I'll get more into that briefly. But the top five projected males are Melanza Hayes, Justin Wright, and then the three Devons. Devin O'Neill, Devin Brown, and Devin Johnson. Yeah. Which, if you check any of their Instagram pages, those dudes are units. They hit some heavy weights. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing to see. It's uh, almost all of them, except for two athletes, competed last year. So I'm actually interested. Like We have a new crop of athletes coming in season three, like Jess Donna, who, yeah. who you know. Um, and we referenced this a little bit. Some of these athletes I don't I don't meet till day, game day, so I'm just excited <laughs> to see them perform. That actually for me, I'm a fan, right? So I want to see what Danny Olivier brings to the table because yeah. on paper and our Instagram she's crushing weights. Oh yeah. So when I put that wad out, I just want to see what they do. Yeah. So I actually had a chance to catch up with most of the athletes mm-hmm. on here. Danny being one of them, and I'll kind of jump in and talking sure. with her. Um, she actually it, it's a kind of an interesting story she also just started crossfit in 2019 yeah. she was a power lifter before mm-hmm. um very competitive she made it to national several different times uh didn't quite make it to worlds just because of like age groups and so on and so forth um she even pointed out that she, you know she had no idea that she would be a competitive crossfitter mm-hmm. until quarterfinals last year yeah. so talk about a very quick turnaround to just hitting quarterfinals last year feeling like you can do it to all of a sudden qualifying for a semifinal. I mean, she is lighting it up. She's having a blast. And it's just impressive. Like, talking to her, you can feel her energy. She is just one of those people that's just excited to be here. And it's it's so cool to see that. And I mean, it's what inspires, you know, us as following the competitive side of the sport, you know, getting to talk to these athletes and seeing all of that. And then, you know, it's funny because even in terms of, like, any kind of competitions or anything, quarterfinals this year was her first big competition. That's the that's the, what's what I feel has been really dope for lack of a better term these last three years. Mm. So in 2020, I, I know we were one of three competitions in the world that ran live with spectators. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's wild. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Like when I we looked at it, we did the numbers. We were one of three. It was the games. I, I want to say maybe Wadapalooza, and that was it for live competition. But 2020, the world shut down. Yeah. <laughs> 2021, we were one of. I want to say seven with live hmm. spectators and in person sure. because the some a lot of semifinals had no, were uh, online. Yeah, right. So I'm looking at it now, and I'm looking at like a, a person like Danny. I don't know if she's competing in person comp. I'm excited for her to be mm-hmm. in in person comp because there's one thing to compete online or even with your your friends supporting you in the quarterfinals, but to have a crowd and to have that energy. And this is something we're lucky we, we I guess grew up in the sport with. There was a CrossFit competition every weekend. Oh yeah. So you take it you take those things for granted. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to meet uh, Danny. I'm excited to see all yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it's cool. And, you know, not to mention, you know, going down our list of, of course. You know, not full-time athletes, uh, she's one of them, too. She's actually a student. She's finishing up her degree right now. She was telling me yesterday that she's going to finish on May 13th. And then it's just right off to uh, Granite Games, and then from there it's over to here with us. Yeah. So this is gonna be this is gonna be really exciting, uh, Danny. If you're listening, we're stoked to see how you perform. We're gonna see how that 1K row goes. She didn't sound too optimistic about that, but she <laughs> she was she said it's better than the Echo bike. Yes. Uh, okay. Kind of jumping down from there, mm-hmm. um, I'll cover both Amy and Jess because I work with both of them. Yes. I'm incredibly fortunate in that regard. Um, you know, Amy's just. She's been a powerhouse for years. I mean, she has literally been the fittest woman in Rhode Island for like four straight years in a row. And I mean, she's just an absolute unit. She, during quarterfinals, actually PR'd her clean, hit mm-hmm. 240. Um, so if that gives us anybody perspective on how absolutely strong she is, uh, it's 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 just fun to watch, Amy. She's just having fun this year. It's funny, she made it to semifinals without even any intention of going to semifinals. Uh, the whole the whole premise this year was, hey, we're just going to go have fun. The real focus is games next year, 35 to 39, trying to win it. Now she's going to be going to the Atlas Games up in Canada. So super exciting stuff for Amy. And uh, when it comes to Jess, just like Danny, brand new to the scene, literally, literally didn't even do the Open last year, started CrossFit in May huh. last year. That's when she started CrossFit. To put it in perspective... Uh, on 22.1, she had top 300 scores in the world on that. Uh, 22.2, she beat quite a few big-name athletes, including Katrin David's daughter, uh, to kind of put it in perspective. And she ended up finishing the Open in the top 1,000 in the world, I think. I mean, she's just a ball of fire, and it's fun mm-hmm. to watch, and it's going to even be more fun to watch. I mean, she's already been going hard with getting ready for that 1k row event so nice you you are definitely on everybody's radar right now burn was i i like there's a i think he mentioned that some of these athletes just started i think it's great because some of these athletes you know sometimes when somebody's new to the sport they don't even know they're not supposed to be good right (laughs) they're looking i'm looking at like a danny and a jess like you you know who you just beat in the open, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, but that's a hunger that I love, and that's mm. that's why I do think these. Um, there is a, a a question I get a lot of is, what star athlete would you like in your comp? I get that a, a lot. In my head, I'm like, I, I got him. I yeah. got, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I got him. Like, I, I think, I legit think Danny's a star. Oh, I yeah. legit think Devin's all three Devin's are stars. I I, I think that for everybody. So maybe this is my like, oh, my, as my, my mom would say, like this really spiritual side of you. But like, I think they're stars and nobody knows it yet. Yeah, absolutely. They don't even know it yet. Absolutely. I, I definitely believe that that's true. Um, and even kind of going into mm-hmm. one of the last women that I got a chance to talk to, Aurora. Mm-hmm. Awesome person. Awesome. Thoroughly enjoyed that conversation. And what I, my biggest takeaway, she doesn't even follow competitive programming at all. She's been doing CrossFit since 2015, mm-hmm. only hits a class a day. Works out one hour a day. Um, she just actually also PR'd her clean. Um, she hit a 225-pound power clean, so she is just as much as unit as everybody else in that field, which it's starting to look like you got a pretty big competitive field for the female side. It's going to be a tight race. Um, she also has that mentality. 
doesn't care about the competitive side of CrossFit, just shows up, is having fun. And she even pointed out, she said, when the fun stops, I'm going to be done with CrossFit. But she's so focused on school. She's currently teaching while pursuing her PhD. Um, I mean, talk about a person that's really putting herself out there, doing a lot of things at any given time and still makes time for CrossFit and competing. It's, it's just, it was a fun conversation to have. I really enjoyed talking to her and getting to know her a little bit more. Yeah, the, she great, she's a great person, and she she's not going to get mad when I say this. Don't let that a whole, like, I, I don't like competing for you. She's a assassin. Even when you say the resume, right? You're looking at a She's a professor. She's going to downgrade it because she's so humble. Mm-hmm. She's a professor pursuing her PhD that just made the quarterfinals. She's an assassin. Yeah. So everything in life, she, everything she in life, she touches turns to gold, and when when you're that type of person, you you know. She's humble because if she if she showed you what her star really is, you'd be like, oh my god, you know what I mean? She's, she's great. She's great. Absolutely, I had nothing but good words about her. She's competed all three seasons. But yeah, so kind of changing over to the guys yeah, now. Sure. Um, had some interesting conversations mm-hmm. here. Really enjoyed uh, some of the vulnerability of some athletes and what they were willing to share with me. Um, it, was, it was just a really cool ov- overall experience. Um, I got to catch up with Devin O'Neill mm-hmm. over shooting, sharing some texts, and it, it's amazing. Again, another collegiate athlete turned CrossFitter. Uh, didn't, didn't start till 2017, but all of a sudden he's just on the, on, you know, on the uh, trail, just blazing his own path. And I mean, he, he's done an incredible job. He's working with, uh, Jason Layden down in CrossFit Milford and on their team. And uh, they actually also just qualified for a semifinal as a team. So we've got another really high-level athlete coming and swinging for the fences here. It's going to be really cool. And, you know, what I really enjoyed was how he pointed out the biggest change that he's made over the last uh, six months was, you know, through mental health, communicating mm-hmm. with the people around you, working, setting boundaries, being able to focus on your training. Uh, I, I don't think that's stated enough in CrossFit. You know, the, the challenge of the mental game in CrossFit is almost bigger now than the physical element in my mind. Uh, because if you don't set boundaries, you don't have the right support network, how do you succeed? True. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts on that? True. You want to go first, Matt? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, just seeing it from some of the, the guys we're working with as far as, I know you, your yeah. team at Windrose, um, it's really important to be surrounded by people that support you. Absolutely. Because if you have someone that's kind of either maybe not necessarily directly digging at you, but um, maybe detracting you from what you're doing, it's, it's just gonna be that much harder. And you might lose sight on why you're doing it. Like like the person um, you were just saying, like, yeah. they're gonna do it until it's not fun anymore. It might make it not fun anymore. Absolutely. Then you, if you don't find joy, this is, I mean, this is for fun. Yeah. Like we, we enjoy doing this. Yeah, some of us are getting paid from it too, which is great, but <laughs> I mean, this is what we love to do. So if you take that out of it, like, Very you need true. to have a support system. Very true. And then, uh, you know, again, another athlete I got a chance to catch up with, uh, Devin Brown, uh, super nice guy, got into the game once again, not until later in the show, uh, but 2018 came in first, first place in the local team comp, second place in the Invictus Boss Invitational. Uh, I mean, the dude's out here to just run for it. I mean, also, I love, I, he shared with me one comment, his biggest challenge is trying to lose weight at 230 pounds with 6% body fat. Wrap your mind around that for a moment. That is a big boy. That, that is just <laughs> incredible. I can say this about Devin Brown specifically when you say that. He's one of those people that um, 
on Instagram, you don't realize how big he is till you see him. He's football big. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, like he's he thick everywhere. <laughs> he's he's football big. He is. He he came down with three bags, and couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't I was it was not to say I was Florida how nice he was, but like didn't say much. Was like just like nice to the judges, nice to the people in the back. Like mm-hmm. I, I I and like he doesn't talk a lot, but when I communicate with him, I I, I, I got a soft spot for it. I, they're gonna anybody listening to this now that is taking part, they're gonna be like there he goes again. I, there was nobody that did the qualifier that I wouldn't want back again. Mm-hmm. I, I that was, I will say the biggest year, the biggest difference between year two and year three, um, was the communication, because it's proven. Sure. And I was more confident in talking to them, because I, there's things I was like, if I say this, it might look weird. Now, nah, now we know, and the the rapport was amazing. Sure. So he's, they're all great. But I, I'll say that just because you brought him up, I'll say that specifically for him. Yeah, and then I, you know what? Obviously, you guys know Justin right mm-hmm. incredibly well, both of you. So I'll, I'll turn this over to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he just was on the podcast uh, a couple episodes back. I uh, had the pleasure of uh, talking with him over at the Back Bay location, and I think it was cool. At the time, I was talking to him. Uh, he was just uh, talking about that mental aspect. He was just like, "Okay, now I'm." Uh, I was maybe in like a darker place as far as like um, with. When it comes uh, in terms of com- competing, being competitive, he's like, I was kind of maybe getting burnt out with a little bit, and I said, now I've kind of like, kind of my mindset has shifted, and I'm really excited to like get back in it and like have fun and like do it for me type of thing, and do it for people around me. So it's really cool to see him. I was kind of watching him on the leaderboards in the open, um, getting back into it and doing really well. So um, yeah, it was it's it's cool to see him back in uh, competing again. I for Justin, I can only say one thing, and it'll sum up everything <laughs> that needs to happen. Justin Wright knows exactly how the sausage is made, and he's competing. Yeah, like you know, I, mean? like, yeah. I don't know how he. There's no secret he doesn't know about behind the scenes. Yeah, and for him with his resume, mm-hmm. knowing all the peaks and valleys of the comp to compete is the. I told him it's, it's the second greatest compliment he gave me in his life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, totally. That is that is pretty amazing. And just to you know note part of my conversation with him. Yeah. Huge shout out! Just hit on five pounds under his lifetime PR clean in quarterfinals yeah. at three sixty yeah. with one of his athletes too. They both hit three sixty. Uh, Sam, I believe he said, and I mean he said it was an incredibly special moment. So I did want to note that for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin's great. Sam's great. Sam, <laughs> Sam has done every year. He goes to Invictus Boston. He's another guy, doesn't talk much. He's, I think his max clean when he first started was 215. Wow. And you just see him cleaning red plates. Front rack, his front rack didn't go past his his rib cage at first. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah, how yeah. He, And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, I don't mean to clap, Chris, my bad. But, um, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, this, uh, truthfully, it, you give me a name on the list, I on the whole board, I could gush about all of them because they deserve that. But Absolutely. Hey, I mean, and it's literally what I said to them. We want to recognize right. their hard work and their mm-hmm. effort. And it brings me to the last athlete that I got a chance to talk to. And oh my gosh, I just enjoyed this conversation. Mm-hmm. Melanza Hayes. 
I don't think there's enough good things that anybody can say about this gentleman. Like, he is a stand-up guy. He's a father. He's in the Army full-time. His wife is in the Army. She's even deployed right now. So he... I, and this is why I said, hey, man, we got to talk on the phone. You you have a cool story. He His wife is deployed right now. He's working his job in the Army and taking care of his children and figuring out a way to fit in CrossFit workouts. And he doesn't make excuses. He is just optimistic. He's just here for it. He loves it. And it's so cool to see. And, you know, it was crazier even looking at his Instagram, seeing the numbers that he's hitting and finding out that he just found CrossFit in 2019 and was just figuring it out on his own for the first year of it. And now, six months ago, just started working with James Townsend. This, I, I have no doubt he is going to be an absolute force to be reckoned with in the CrossFit world in the coming years. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. He lives, you know what I like about, one of my favorite part about him, it's not even, not, it's not athletic. Mm. He lives his life without hindrance. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care what anybody thinks he does him. And everybody thinks they're like this big, brave human being. Like I hold back a lot. He doesn't. And I, I, he's something about him when you meet him, when you talk to him, it's so freeing. It's unbelievable. He's a superstar. Oh, absolutely. I love it. And, and, and not only did it show, but it also was exuded in his confidence when he made it clear. And for all the other athletes listening, he told me to say this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. He is going to come and he is going to win. So, though. Ooh, big words. Yeah, Let's go. It, it, like it's been it. put out there. It, <laughs> so, for anybody listening, any other athletes listening, just let it be known. Milanza's calling his shot now. <laughs> And made made sure that I mentioned it on the podcast for him. It, it, what you just said backed up my words exactly. I wish you know, I wish more people were like that. I wish I wish more athletes like Tom Brady doesn't go into the locker room and say, you know, uh, you know, we're just gonna do our best. Tom Brady says words we probably you can't air and talks to his teammates, and he's like, we're gonna cut throats. We're gonna go for the jugular. I, mm. I'm so happy you said that. I, I, I need more of that. I, I'm, you know? I, I hope that that lights a fire under everybody because, you know, you still got about 10 weeks left to prep for the mm. IBI. Uh, but, man, that, that lit a fire under me. That made me want to go jump in the gym and start training. He, <laughs> he wants that to light a fire under the athletes. Yeah. He, mm. I, and I, I don't, I should probably have a wrap up. He, Along with Justin, along with Jess, along with, I'll say this for anybody that's competed even in the qualifier, they want they want just as bad as I do now to make this competition big, mm. because they're trusting me with their bodies, and I know they're trusting me with their bodies, and also trusting me with their Instagram and their things and the way they talk, and even this interview now. So he wants it to light a fire under the competitors because the game day. Should be fireworks. Game day should be so dope that everybody walks away with that experience. Like, I don't know what comp you're doing, but this needs to be on your calendar. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. But it does make me interested. So uh, any chance you want to drop a workout while you're on the mic? Um, sure. Because I'm not a big... I don't... I'm not, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I'm not a big... Uh, I'm a, uh, this is for everybody in the audience. You know how people are always like, ooh, what's the wad? Like, here's the wad. If you can do it, do it. If you can't, whatever. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> sure. Uh, the individual workout uh, 
walk, uh, let's call it event one. And this is for the individuals only. It's going to be done with a 70-pound dumbbell. It's going to be 24 chest-to-bar, 24 alternating dumbbell snatches. 24 toes-to-bar, 24 alternating dumbbell hand cleaning jerks. Oh, wow. 12 bar muscle-ups, 24 dumbbell overhead squats. Time. Oof. Wow, nice. Yeah. Like there you heard it, folks. Yeah. Event one was just announced on the Rudy Strength Game Day RX podcast. Um, that being said, you know, Burn, we can't thank you enough for your time. This has been an incredible, incredible yeah. show. Um, we're excited to work with you now in the future. And uh, yeah, and I guess just to wrap up, uh, I know obviously we've plugged the comp. Anything else that you want to plug or anything else that you want to shout out? Yeah, um, I should do this because I haven't done this before. I want to thank everybody that's taken a part in the invitation because it has gotten big. We're in season three. If anybody wants to get involved, and I'm talking, and I, I'm being very transparent, if anyone wants to get involved sponsor, with sponsorships, right now, uh, shout out to Noble. Noble has been a great sponsor. Uh, Gymnasia is the Bitcoin sponsor. Ascent Protein is a sponsor. Deep Athletics is a sponsor. So we're looking for as many sponsors as possible to help push the purse because the athletes deserve it. And I'm easy, uh, B-E-R-N, Burn K Prince on Instagram or burninvictusboston.com. I'm positive your listeners, if they reach out to you, can reach, reach me. But yeah, I'm also, thank you. Thank you for giving me this platform. Seriously, of course, absolutely. of course. That's what we're here for, Burn. Um, and then, you know, I guess, obviously, details still need to be hammered out, mm -hmm. but uh, I think we can make the announcement. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So um, we are planning on live streaming and live uh, broadcasting the competition. Yeah. So. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody listening, you will see uh, my ugly mug and Matt's beautiful face <laughs> here doing the uh, broadcast the day of. And we look, we look forward to meeting all of you athletes in person. This is going to be a great show. And we just look forward to watching you guys succeed. Let's go. It's, it's so big. It's big. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Cool. All right. And we'll end with that. Strength signing off. No clap. <laughs> <laughs>